up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and welcome to another episode of Crossover Commerce. This is episode 129 of Crossover Commerce. This is my corner of the internet, literally. I have moved my studio into a corner of my office so I can give you a little bit more intimate feeling. So that being said, I apologize for the background, but moving kind of takes a little bit of time when you got a six-year-old. But that being said, this is my corner of the internet, literally and figuratively, where I bring you the best experts in the Amazon and e-commerce space. And today's no exception, bringing one of the friends of the show already uh, coming back, wanted to bring him on so that we can discuss uh, a little bit about uh, some of the things that are going on in the Amazon world. But before we jump into it, let's already go ahead and Mentioned that Crossover Commerce is presented by Ping Pong Payments, now helping over 1 million customers worldwide and transacting over $150 million across the world, $90 billion to date. Ping Pong Payments is your go-to location for cross-border payments. That includes paying your virtual assistants, paying out your suppliers, your manufacturers, or even just receiving international currency if you're growing your brand in multiple different marketplaces on Amazon, off Amazon, Check out Ping Pong Payments. It's free to sign up and go ahead and give them a shout out today. Let them know Crossover Commerce sent to you as well. So that being said, go ahead and check that out in our show notes or in the comments section. As always, we want to help you out with that being said. Um, but like I said, why are localized trans uh, translation and optimization even more important than before? And that's the question we're going to be diving into today. I'll, we'll break down these concepts for sure with our friend of the show, Omar Ngari of Margin Business. Uh, Omar, as everyone knows, is the co-founder with his wife, Emil, who also runs a business there internationally. I believe last time I checked, we're going to uh, ch uh, chime in and uh, check in with Omar as well. Not at Prosper Show, as everyone else is at Prosper Show. It seems like we were just talking about this, but wanted to get him on the show this week to talk about this specific topic, again, titled Localized Trans localized listing translations on Amazon. Omar, why don't you, uh, let's bring you in and uh, welcome to Crossover Commerce once again. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing all right. Like I said, it's been kind of crazy, but that being said, sure. there's, there's always something going on in the e-commerce world. That uh, being said, uh, today is no exception. Uh, we kind of alluded to it. People are starting to travel. It's been kind of talked about in this industry a little bit. I'll even throw up a little graphic that we created for it. Prosper show is going on July 13th, 15th, which actually happens to be tomorrow. I'm not there. You're not there, but that's not any excuse to not talk about yeah. e-commerce, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, you, you, you're, exactly. you're overseas, so it's a little bit different for traveling yes. travel purposes. Yes. So uh, what's new since last time uh, you hopped on the show? Oh, yes. You know, it's uh, for everyone, it's a bit, uh, you know, strange times. I mean, like in, in the sense of traveling, it's exactly why I didn't, uh, why we didn't make it to the Prosper show, because, you know, flying uh, long distance at the moment is a bit uh, strange crossing continents. As long as you're down in Europe, it's fine, you know, but as soon as you cross borders, it's, it's just another it's another story, you know, you have to read the regulations, you have to check, you have to, you have to be afraid that you get locked up somewhere, you know, and uh, locked down, sorry. <laughs> you get locked down somewhere, the, you know, it's all, uh, you know, and so, so I'd rather stay here where I'm at at the moment, where I'm familiar and check out the world, what's going on. And once everything is, uh, you know, going, uh, moving again, then we can jump out of the EU borders again, you know, so for now, it's pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, that's at. not well. That, hey, that that's not bad whatsoever. So wait, where where are you guys located now? Because last time I checked in with you, you were in France. You were in Germany as well. But yes, are you exactly. Are you back exactly. in France? 
No, no, we're, we're now down in Spain. Oh, you're back in Spain. Okay, uh, so is, also, yes, in the southern part of Spain, yeah. Okay, so the southern part of Spain. What uh, you guys went back there because that's where originally you and your family are located. Is that correct? Yes, we uh, no, not really. You, you know, we really like this part of of, of Europe because it's like it's a, it's a smooth part, you know, and it's uh, you know, it's very friendly. And from here, there is many destinations where you can go because you know we're never staying in one place, so right. we always uh, we always on the move. And from here, you can very easy hop on, on planes and, and uh, you know, Dubai is not far. It's, it's really, uh, Asia is not far. It's really something where you can really uh, fast uh, uh, travel. That's one of the, 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 uh, the reasons. But, you know, generally speaking, it's very nice and it's warm, you know. So it's warm all, uh, all time of the year. Uh, if you look at Germany, it was very, very, very cold. We had minus 15 <laughs> degrees. So it was completely crazy. So, so oh now gosh. it's the opposite. So. So for, for people, really yeah, good. I hate cold weather. I don't know why I live where I do because the Midwest is probably similar <laughs> to what Germany was. It's constantly just freaking cold all the time. But you know, then it gets really hot and humid. And that being said, it's it's just all over the place. Uh, but yeah, Spain doesn't suck. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to various parts of Spain. Uh, it's always am yeah. always amazing there, and I love I love the environment that they have in terms of just like culture, but also. Uh, you know, whether it doesn't, it, it's not terrible at all. It's, it's definitely beautiful. So you guys are traveling around, obviously, when you when and where you can. Uh, your business actually is, we mentioned this on the podcast back in season one, you're 100% remote, but your team is continuing yes. to grow. Where, where are you guys growing? Is it still in Europe? Is it still in um, North America? Where are you guys really uh, planting your flag nowadays? Okay. Um our whole team is remote, so we have we have plenty of staff in Europe and the European Union. Um, mm -hmm. We have staff in South America, um, and we have staff in Asia. So we really uh, we really everywhere uh, in the world. There is no real office. I mean, we have we have a headquarter, um, which was Malaysia, but we will move this as well very soon. Okay. Um, for, for now, for now, what I think is Europe is a good destination, but to settle to settle down an office, I mean, like really an office, we will not do that because um, the t the type of business can can be run from everywhere, you know. So you, if you have dedicated people, if you have a dedicated staff with you and real, and we have it, uh, it's really amazing because they are always they are always with us, no matter what they know, what they do. It's, uh, you know, you just, you can, if you, if you have some, if you have people to lie or to, to rely on, it's just amazing. You can work from everywhere in the world. You know, you don't have to have them in an office and, and I don't say control them, but to have them like eight hours working for you and stuff. No, it's really um, something amazing. And on top of it, because translators, uh, most of the times they work outside of their countries. Um, I think, I think it's, it's because they went international some at some point of the career and then uh, they just they traveled and seen that they could make money actually living outside of the borders and maybe build their own little business their own little copywriting business their own little translation business and now with the e-commerce uh you know all of these people they they upgrading and uh, and finding out that it's really uh really uh, useful to to do this and helping people as well with this and instead of only thinking about the, the the money type of side of things and at the same time can travel all the time what, what can be better for somebody who, who likes to translate who don't like to do a lot more uh, for example maybe building a company at some point but for the moment uh, everyone happy and 
I think uh, I think it's good, and we're we're good to go. We're good to grow. And it's all good. Yeah. So has it been has it been a easy thing to grow in this time? Because obviously your business is a little more unique in terms of translations. Has it been easier to hire, grow, and uh, you know vet talent when people are either in one locale? And this is kind of the environment that you were gonna cultivate anyways. Is that is that is that a fair assessment right now? Yes, it's it's not let's say it's never easy to grow to grow a company, <laughs> you know. It's right. especially it's just, when you it's when not you, snapping your fingers, yeah. exactly. It's a it's, no, it's, it, but is the environment a little bit more like friendlier towards uh towards like remote hundred percent businesses like yourself? Yeah. It, it is, it is, but it's still uh, challenging because you need to have an understanding of all the cultures you're dealing with because you're dealing obviously with, uh, uh, with every, every different language is a different culture and have different personalities, different characters. So you really have to make sure that uh, one person is not uh, offended by, by saying something like, like, like you know, it's, it's, it's a real... Um, way to work together, you know, because as well the, the translators and the staff we're working with do as well the same because we are all from different countries. We all have to work together. So I think it's a work together. It's not hard in that way, but it's uh, working together. So we all make efforts that we all uh, have a nice time together and, and can build the company together, you know, because without, without, our, uh, uh, without our staff, without our partners, we cannot grow the company, obviously, because we cannot do everything on our own. That's already, that, that is over since a long time, since, since you work, when you work 16 hours and you realize that you sleep on your, on your keyboard, it's not, it's not possible anymore. So, you, so you are th I'm thankful for everyone, every staff that we have, for everyone that's working with us, it's uh, it's amazing, and you know the team culture is is one of the most important points. What I always need to say, and always need to uh, make people understand that it is a uh, it's one of the most essential things, especially nowadays when you have a remote staff, as well, even more when you have an office staff, because then you know you have to entertain them, you have to really, I mean. Everyone needs to know that they are that 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 they are really there to help. They need to have a purpose, and everyone has a purpose. Like me, like you, everyone has a purpose. Everyone needs to feel to have a purpose, and then everything is is good to go. So, is there is there a lot of different people that you listen to, and they're like, "Hey, I need to get back into the office." Do you think that's a there's a uh, that there's a not negative, but do you think that there's success is a little bit more? needs to be hands-on. Like we don't want to pigeonhole people into these sorts of successes, right? Like you said, you can grow internationally and that's how your business, that's how you start from the beginning. What do you, how do you think about people that have to be hands-on more like networking in person or what about the, like ha has to have that human contact when in terms of growing business, what's, what are the pros and cons? And do you think like having a remote only business that you're missing a little bit out on that or what's kind of that thought process when you make that fold on decision? What I think it really depends on the business. And I think for the future, when we go now and when we talk about future, I think everyone will go remote at some point. So, the, or maybe they go like in one, one, one day or two days. Like a hybrid. Sure. Exactly, something like that. Now, when, when we talk about traveling, it's you, you, you know, um, you traveled yourself, you have seen it yourself. It's not possible that you travel every week or every two weeks and run a company. It's this is just right. not, I don't know, I have, not, I have not seen this that is possible, you know. So, for me personally, it's a minimum of 
of six months where I really need to settle down and, you know, and, and, and work on what I do. I really have to concentrate. And the same is as well for others that I spoke with. And I, and I recommend this for everyone to do not under six months if you really want to build something. Because if not, the whole uh, uh, environment is, is disrupted where you, where you are. Because if you change all the time and then there comes other problems with it, you need to, maybe you need to go immigration, get a visa, or you need to apply for, uh, for, for, uh, for a business license or, or whatever. It's, it's, there's always constantly things. So when you're in one place for six months, you really can uh, uh, maximize your time and really uh, work on, on what you're currently doing. So back to your question. I think that in the future, businesses will be definitely um, going all remote. And there are people which need to be hands-on, as you said. Um, and this is a bit difficult to handle. But if you give straight tasks and exact points at the time of the day what to do, this can be as well uh, uh, um, you know, resolved. So uh, I, think, I think there is nobody who really needs hands-on. There is just people who really need, uh, they start in the morning at 8 o'clock and then it's this to do and this to do and this to do. And they can do it as well from home. That's not a problem. You know, it's, uh, I'm, and it's even better because at the end of the day, you ticked all these things and then you feel happy. You know, it's the uh, same for me as well. I mean, we're all like that. Uh, I think so. Absolutely. You know? Well, yeah, I think so too. I think that there is, I think that people... I think there's a hybrid and a happy medium a lot of people need to hit. And I think that this is one of those things we've seen stark differences. Like people have, need that human interaction, but a lot of people have just become aware that there's an effectiveness when you can just put heads down, lock yourself in a room and just get a lot of work done. Or there's that happy medium, right? We Whatever that happy medium is, I think people are really starting to learn a lot about themselves because you get thrown into an office setting, right? You might not be effective or you might not be, um, the person that might be a good fit, but not it might just be the environment in which they are working, not exactly. a, not the actual job itself. So that, that's a fascinating topic. So as you guys continue to grow, your your business is is expanding and it's growing. We we brought you on today to talk about localized listings and why it's super important. So when we talk about localization on the show, I've had a lot of great professors. I've had people and experts in their field who've uh, who have different thought points around localization. And the best way I can put it as if listeners out there for the first time and they hear the word localization, it's not just the, um, it's not just the culture, but it's the emphasis on around of which someone absorbs information and then they disseminate in their head. So when we talk about localization in your mind, what are the key components that people need to be aware of and why that is super important now? So, in general, the importance of localization and translation um, uh, in Europe. Now, I mean, it, it goes to the whole world as well, you know. So, when, when you speak to a person uh, through, mark, through a marketing text on a website or when you speak to somebody through a listing, um, they, need, they need to be drawn in. It needs to be like really... Um, they need to see themselves if it's a bicycle. They need to see themselves riding on the bicycle. They need to see themselves speaking uh, on the on the, with the on the, the in, into the microphone. It's 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 super important that the localization is not just a word. For example, now in English, microphone. I'm sure there's a, a, more words just for microphone. 
So when you speak with the person, they need to say, ah, this person actually speaks to me, you know? And the, the, the trick of all of this is that they don't even realize that this is a localization. This is between us, between people who actually understand um, uh, the, the business in general. Because when, when, when people, for example, from, uh, let's say, Germany, um, they read a listing, okay, and uh, it should just flow through. And then at the end, they see, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh -huh, that's it. The pictures are all, uh, it's, it's, everything is fine. That's for me. That means it's localized. But if they go into the sentence and say, huh, what's that now? I don't understand. That's a strange word. I've never seen this. This is not localized. Right. So you're talking, actually, yeah, you're talking about, the, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And I think, do you have, what, what specific points maybe can you give a listener right now? Can you, because uh, for example, the commonality I always go back to is when you're selling in the United States and you're selling into even as simple as using even English language, if you're selling in the United yeah. Kingdom right now, there's a lot of terms that don't obviously mean the same thing, right? We, we are weird in the segment of we drive on a parkway and we park on a driveway, right? It's super confusing <laughs> if you're not familiar with uh, just anecdotal uh, words, but stuff like that where you say lift, which is elevator um, for here in the United States, lift would be obviously in the UK. So there's a lot, even just in same language, exactly. you still have to break it down even further in terms of culture. So I think that's exactly. where the above and beyond nature of people don't understand is there's a cultural aspect of when when we're conversing in the English language, I still in the back of my mind know what I mean, but you're like, when you hear that word, it might refer to something you've heard uh, in a different language or even just translated in general, completely different than what I would intended to. So, um, so, so what are the effects? Like, is this as simple as not converting? Is this as simple as uh, offending people? Or is there a deeper notion that we're not even seeing right now that when you don't localize your listings or even just as simple as like packaging, you're going to see the effects uh, percentage points to your bottom line that are truly affected? Yes, I 100% I, I can assure you that this will definitely affect your... Uh... Uh, your sales, your conversion rate. Um, I'm, I'm giving you an example. For example, most of the Chinese sellers, they don't really bother with that. They put this into a, a translation, uh, into you know Google Translate or Amazon Translate, and you know put a few keywords, throw a few keywords in, which uh, which they gathered uh, without understanding the keyword, without understanding localization, and they still make, let's say, they make one million per month, okay, in revenue, mm -hmm. okay, but but if we, if we look at this, you know, and I try to explain this as well, if we look at this, she might have made 2 million, okay? So we really look at, we really look at something here, um, which, which people are, are um, most of the times they are happy with their, what, what they're selling already, but actually they can do more. We can do always more. I mean, it's, 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 it's not tricky. It's, it's really, it's, it's something very simple and easy. If you have this localization, if you have a trend, trends, if you have a listing localized, you definitely will sell a lot more. And it's, yes, it's an investment, but you know, in order to make money, you have to invest as well. So, mm -hmm. and it's, just, it's, it's, it's really for the customers, especially, now I talk about the European Union. I know in the States or if you go 
uh, Mexico, if you have Mexico, for example, or, or a Brazilian tries to translate into uh, Mexican uh, Spanish, uh, you know, it's, uh, then they will see, oh, okay, mm, no, I don't know, you know, I'd rather stick with my, uh, you know, with, uh, with the listing from Mexico, maybe they'll find another one, let's see, you know, it's, it's, it's something which should not even uh, cross the customer's mind. Because everything what comes in that second in the customer's mind will prevent him from clicking the button because he has the credit card already in his hands. Why you should bother him with, with translations which are like heavy and, and uh, you know, without flow and, and really something, the words don't make sense and the keywords upside down, you know, even that it's so bad that even the keywords stick out, you know what I mean? So if the customer realizes this, then he's obviously turned off. And as well, if you have uh, listings, for example, we had this example in Sweden. I like to give this example. Um, when they uh, translated Google Translate, um, they, they, had, they had a phrase uh, which uh, uh, they needed to translate, rap seat. Rap seat into, uh, into Swedish came out rape, actually, sexual assault. Really? Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this example is a, it's a bit everywhere on the internet. And it's, it's really, um, uh, it don't make the customer confident uh, about the listing, you know. They, they would just say, okay, uh, that's very strange, you know. And if you have all the Swedish listing on Amazon like that, then we all played our chance in order to make money over there. So, so, so really, uh, I can just tell everyone, small companies or big companies or 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 uh, uh, somebody who has just a small private label, really look into your localized translations, make sure that they are 100% uh, correct, and then we go to the next stage. Once you have done this, I mean, this is already good, you know, this is already the first step. And once we have done this step, we can go to the next step. And the next step would be the put, put the little nice keywords in there. So, so the keywords, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're on a roll. So I didn't want to interject there. No problem. So the little nice keywords, they need to be found as well somehow. So um, when you have, for example, a non-native speaker, which is obviously really good with all these tools which are out there, Helium 10, Zonguru, we have all the, all the different keyword tools which we can look into and all have different uh, specific, um, spe specific uh, uh, how can I say it? Um, uh, tweaks inside how you can turn it and uh, when you have somebody in there who is uh, who is a non-native speaker he will get you out some words and will put them in but the native speaker or even the one who lives in the country and knows about marketing and everything he can pull out some other keywords which none of the other sellers has because most of the time the keyword tools will show you what the key what's what keywords use the best sellers so, so what if all the best sellers are Chinese sellers, for example, yeah? And they have no, no clue about, the, uh, about, about any keywords which actually being used in the country. They just see that red, okay, red, we pull it in, pull it in, pull it in, you know? And then you have actually a mix of uh, English keywords and some, uh, some long tail keywords which are inversed, you know? So um, a native speaker can Pull, go in, pull the data and get keywords which they don't have. So suddenly you found yourself on top of them in rank just because you use some keywords which they actually didn't find. And this is, this is the beauty of it. And this is why I always say it's, it's really important to dive really deep into this topic. 
because it's just it's it's not just a topic like you know get your item and then blast it on the on the Amazon page and and that's about it you know there is there is this that we have then the the keywords yeah uh, afterwards obviously we have to look at the photos what photos work for example for the United States the photos are much more like you know like uh, impact you know it's big letters like you know it's i'm really impressed by the by the marketing but me i'm impressed by the marketing because i've seen some marketing around the world but if you have for example european customers they're not very so impressed by this you know they want to have what they know so we are trying to uh, like i said it's the same as the listing if the customer begin to with the credit card in the hand and begin to think about this picture he should not think about a picture. He should see the picture and should see himself in there. You know, if he's lying at the beach, he needs he lies at the beach, have the towel in his hand, or or he's on the yoga mat and doing yoga. So we, we really need to have the customer like like a rolling ball. You know, it needs to go on and on. He scrolls, scrolls, scrolls. He scrolls up and down, up and down. Boom! Hit the button, and you got you you got you made your uh, your your sale. Right. Afterwards, on, yeah. I was gonna say to add on to your point, I think it's important to know that. Localization can happen not just in words, but you're you're referring to even alluding in imagery too, right? Hundred uh, percent. Yes. We talked on the show too, even in certain listings of who you're going to be featuring. Are you going to be featuring a family? Is your target audience just exactly. male or female? Exactly. Are you talking about different like skin color? Like all all these things kind of localized under one umbrella, but it makes it important for people to understand that this applies to me in this marketplace. And that's what's the beauty about e-commerce is that you can target those things. Uh, again, effectively, it's not trying to exclude people from it. It's trying to allude to people saying this is going to help solve problem X, Y, Z under this culture. Exactly. And again, there's a fine line between, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm saying here, where, where it's kind of just honing in on one specific nature and really targeting an audience, but you want it to be. If, you're, if your product alludes to all these different people, you want to make sure that they can see that and that what makes it important to them, whether it's that family aspect, whether it's color, or whether it's a certain nature of um, some sort of uh, wording even. like that. If, if you're trying to do it across the board, you may not get that impact in terms that you might when you get as thoughtful. And that maybe that's where I'm thinking about is thoughtfulness of the imagery and you were talking about that is you want to capture people with the imagery and when they go through the mm -hmm. text it makes sense that you want to keep hold of that person in terms of hey does this actually fix my problem and then you can continue to move on through there and i hate it when you know people generically throw up stuff it's not solving the issue it is it's it's just the generic version and that can even go into and we can talk about this a little bit later once you've done making your point of even product listing, uh, product inserts, I should say, and just like, hey, a simple thank you message, like even localized listings and localized thank yous are super important, I think, as well. Oh, and yes. can really turn you 100%. off from repeat business. So I'll let you continue and we can kind of dive into that if you would like. Okay, no problem. So yeah, it's uh, uh, afterwards, like I said, the, the, the A plus content, um the pictures under the main uh under the main listing as well it's uh, uh it's it's something you know it's i think it's the 
obviously after the first point where we have the, the bullet points and then we have the A plus content. Uh, this is like the summarization, uh, sum, summarization. Uh, I think <laughs> it's the, do you You're summarize right. the, you summarize the whole listing and here they say, yes, that's it. I'm going to go for it. You know, maybe they don't even read the text so much because the text at the end, I think they will fly over. Maybe they read a little bit of it and that's it. Then uh, when, when, it's, when, when they have summarized everything and everything speaks to them, that's it. And this process, uh, it's, it's, it's a super fast process. I think it's five seconds, 10 seconds, something like that. So when they read the first bullet points, they might not even read the rest. So the first one needs to, needs to kick in and uh, make, make the buy uh, perfect. Um, I, have, I have an example uh, for this because uh, I, I spoke already about this, but I really like to bring this up. It's a, a brand called GNC. Have you ever heard of them? I'm sure it's everywhere in the States. I, right. I think. Uh, it's health and supplement, health, health and supplements. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. They sell very good protein, um, whey protein. Let's talk about, let's, let's make, I'm, I, I, I'm very sporty person. So I love vapor, whey protein. You know, I'm, I've tested a few ones and uh, since years I'm taking it. So, um, I really like it. And GNC is one of the brands when I was in Asia, uh, uh for, for, for quite a while. Um, the stores were really attractive for me. They were red, you know, and, and I could not stop myself to go every time, go in and look at the products. It's amazing, you know? So a few months ago, uh, maybe a year ago, I came through an Amazon store of GNC. So I said, yeah, it's good. You know, just click on it. Let's try their products because I didn't try them before because I have my own brands. I won't mention no brands that, you know, uh, I like, but uh, in general for whey protein, um, I wanted to try it out, you know, so I go to their listing and I look at the listing. I, I was horrified, you know, there was one picture. Okay. Then there was, uh, there were five, five bullet points. Um, what did they have as well? They had a, a little bit of an A plus content, like one picture. And obviously because I have a software installed on my computer, um, I could see how much they sell and, uh, uh, um, how the keywords look and, and as well, I, I, you know, it was the German listings because I, I like to look at the German listing and the text, uh, the, the listing was, was completely Google translate. And uh, there was like one sentence per bullet point, which was turned me completely off. You know, I'm, I mean, for me, if, if I was a customer who, who came in like this, obviously I would have as well turned away, not only because I know that this listing is not correct. I would just say, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really trust this brand. They are strange, you know? So then I put a picture aside uh, with a, a brand called On Nutrition, uh, On Optimum. Uh, okay. I don't know if it's the correct one. Anyway, they're called On and they are really, really big in the US, really big in Europe. And their listing is just, you know, you have the chocolate picture, uh, you have the, the, the chocolate, you know, splashing in the back of the picture. Um, the second one is somebody training, really healthy, um, you know, on and on and on. But still, their bullet points were not like 100%. And from brands like this, I really expect something, a top work. There is no mistakes to be making. They cannot do mistakes. So um, what I, my point here is that we have two of the biggest brands in the world, yeah, and most consumed as well. But when we go on Amazon... They just think because of their name, they can sell, but it's not true. Mm -hmm. Even if you are a big brand, you will need to make, to put some effort behind it 
in order that the Amazon algorithm will take your, um, your listings in front of customers and as well that customers will click on your listings when they search for it because if the first picture is, is not good, who's going to look at your listing even if you're, I don't know who. Okay, if somebody goes directly to the point and wants to buy, I understand, that's okay. But normally, normally not. So then you have as well phrases like, um, for example, in Germany, buy now, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, you cannot tell them buy now. It's, uh, it's something, when, for just an example, when German customers are searching for a product or they see the product, they uh, don't want to be sold, actually. They know they're going to be sold anyway, but they don't want to feel like it. Because if mm -hmm. not, they, they, it's, it turned them off. So they will go to another. They will go to another listing, or uh, same in a phone call, for example. If you try to sell them like very aggressively, it's not possible. So there is there's this different cultures, and I think you know when when you're when you're working with so many cultures uh, all the time, and when you have done when you've traveled a lot, and you understand the cultures, and you understand the differences of of the people, and as well what they like and. Uh, um, what they don't like and what goes through in one country, what, what, didn't, what you cannot do in the other country, you really get a hold of it and can as well reflect this on your team. Because obviously the team needs as well, even though the team don't travel maybe, they need as well to understand, you know, to understand that there is different cultures, there is a, um, um, different ways to talk to customers. It's, uh, it all goes together, you know, what, what you learn and what you can do and your insight, you obviously you give to your team. And because, you know, the, 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 the whole thing didn't stop at the listing. The whole thing stops at your staff, at everyone who is around you, because it's, it's really something, uh, something you need to be passionate about. It's something you need to live, you need to feel, you need to sleep. It's, uh, it's, it's simple like that. It's like, uh, I don't know, if you're uh, martial arts, you know, you, you do this uh, all the time. You, you, you just, you simple live, sleep and eat it. You know, you, you know it's, uh, it's natural. It needs to come natural, but still you need to uh, understand and need to explain it to, uh, to people how to, uh, how to do this. So, right. yeah. Well, uh, Omar, you, you mentioned all these things and this is like the advanced course of how to take your brand to the next level, right? It's it's not just online business. This is not exclusively to selling online. This is selling no, exactly. internationally in any sort of business. And it makes exactly. sense to, to understand your customer, but going deeper in understanding. Uh, I mean, we've had experts on the show that have said, you know, it's understanding the problem of what is really like, what's the effect that your product is gonna have on these people? Is it invoking emotion? Is it solving a uh, problem? Is it going to, uh, is it as something as simple as, um, you know, uh, you know, fixing a solution that everyone has and you have to understand deeper, like what that can mean. Is it saving them time? Is it saving them money? Is it saving them effort with their children? Is it, what, what kind of emotion are you invoking with these people? And I think that's a difficult thing that you see, not just major brands you have mentioned, like those major supplement brands coming online, they're not understanding how to speak to those localized audiences. Exactly. So unfortunately, it's just how do you how do you bring across your knowledge and expertise in your field into a localized way so that people, like you said, even in the German market, they don't want to be sold to. That to me instantly says if I have any sort of like uh, buy now or this deal won't last or any sort of those uh, point of reference or point of sale 
phrases that it's going to be difficult for me to stand out and to be successful in that marketplace. Those things to me are always important. So who, who can, if I'm a seller in the United States or internationally, who do I go to for these, like, to understand these marketplaces? Because not, like you said, everyone understands the entire world. We don't understand culture, language across the entire world. Is it as simple as how, how do I know it's going to be an effective or if I'm working with somebody like margin business, how do I know and understand the effectiveness of that in the capacity that they know what they're talking about? Or is it just casting the widest net possible and trying to talk to the largest audiences? Or how do I know that there's that incremental lift or they, they can sympathize with that audience? Does that make sense? Almost like they lived it, they understand, they breathe it. How, yes. how do I see that through a, a computer or through a website? I mean, it's it's hard. That's why we actually we try to get out there and explain as well the points because all, all of these, um, I think about the, the localization, everything, uh, translation, and as well the keywords afterwards, the, there is not too much content out there. There is a lot of content about listing optimization in English, but there is not a lot of content about the listing uh, uh, translation or generally translation, translating and sell to your customers in different languages. Because uh, as you said, you know, how can you see that this company, for example, uh, Margin Business, for example, our company, um, can make this happen? So now what I always say is you need to try, look at their website, first of all, check out their YouTube channel, check out um, their, social, their social media, maybe get in contact with them, talk with them, because what, what, we actually, what we actually do, um, we have, for, 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 for example, copywriters. We would have one copywriter for the United States. We would have one copywriter for Australia. And we would have one copywriter for, for the UK. Because, as you already mentioned, it's just not possible to, uh, to, to bring the American copywriter to write for the UK or to, write, to bring the American writer for, to write for South Africa. It's, it's uh, uh, it, you know, it's... It's just all a matter of localization, but it's true. How do you know that? And that's where we, where, where we come in. We are happy to explain uh, everyone. Um, I'm trying to do this through podcasts. I'm, pulling out, I'm putting out videos out there to, to really create awareness because, like I said, uh, people are not aware. Um, there might be uh, companies out there which, which might have real good translations, you know, um, but they have, they don't know how to put keywords in, or there is companies which know how to put keywords in, but they don't know how to do translation. And then you have others which know how to do photos, but they say, yes, we can do listing optimization as well. And we can, at the same time, if you want, we can as well translate, you know? So you don't really have one big service. That's why, um, the industry is very, still very young, very, I think it's, I would say even immature. And we are looking at a huge peak within the next years in the service industry. And it's there where we actually will see and will understand and um, where people will, will as well say, okay, uh, uh, now we understand we need to, we need to be more, uh, um, more careful of the content we put out, of the content, who do we target and how can we sell best to uh, a local, um, local customer, for example, because we have this, we see this a lot of times from companies from the U.S., coming into EU, Google Translate, pull it out on seven marketplaces, and then they sit there and they don't sell. So 
what's the what's going on yeah and then there's panic for sure they bl yeah they blame because, the wrong people so or they blame yes, the product yes. and when it could just be as simple as you know phrasing and whatnot uh we talked about imagery we talked about listening i think it i think this topic kind of goes further and i alluded to it earlier it goes to how you feel after the purchase right and i and i find this problem a lot and i get examples yes. of this on our mastermind groups or just any sort of other people sharing, hey, about this product, but read this, like read how it looks. And I think a lot of this points to what the brand's trying to allude to after purchase. And I think this is a turning point, right? A lot of people, the way to success is having repeat business and having people come back and opt into you for one reason or another. Obviously, lots of people would rather them just fall in love with the brand, love it, love their product. And then if they need it again, whether exactly. it's the disposable product or they want to buy it as a gift or so on and so forth, they would go back to that specific brand knowing that it makes them feel a certain way. What, what's your, what's your take on localized inserts or just directions or any sort of packaging in that capacity, almost like the look and feel how they describe setup or like putting together a product or even just about the company in general. What, what's your take on localizing your efforts on a case-by-case -case basis to a marketplace of that nature? I think it's as well very important, you know, because when, when you have the different countries, um, a very, like, unique uh, point would be to think, like you said already uh, before, um, to just put a simple, nice card in there. Thank you for your purchase. Uh, you're an amazing customer, for example. and But put it for the local market. Um, so, because normally when you're uh, uh, when you're selling on Amazon, they will be all distributed over all the uh, all the centers. So, what what could be good is to write a thank you note in five languages. Mm -hmm. Just an example, yeah. I like and that. This is how you this is how you really address everyone, and everyone will be happy. And uh, it's something. Or or what I always say is just like a little uh, a little thing. What might be something general for the European Union, let's say like this way, or for Americans on the other side, um, a little thing which will make them happy. Something small, you know, without even mentioning it. This is something like you connect emotionally with your customer. They will re always remember you for this little thing. Um, but it would be great if you really think about something which makes the difference, which is, is not just like a pen, you know, and uh, with your brand on it. No, it's something... It's something which really connects with them where they really feel, okay, they really thought about something here, you know, they really care about me, me, the customer, me alone, you know, and then you are the customer hero. And this is what we want. We want to be, we want to make the customer the hero. Right. What's the one thing that surprised you that you didn't think that would be, that would invoke emotion in you, but if you bought it, you're like, that's a really nice touch. And you were almost shocked or surprised by that. It doesn't have to be a client, but maybe just in your personal life. Is there something yeah. that's done that to you? That was like, yes, hey, this yes. is a nice touch. Definitely. Um, uh, um, I've been searching for, for, uh, for mics, for microphone, for, for the podcast, because I'm on podcast as well. And, <laughs> and uh, it's I an endless cycle, mate. You don't want to go down yes. that rabbit hole. It, it never <laughs> ends. I promise you. Even though I have a nice one right here, I'm looking out like, 
well, I can upgrade to a different and more yes, fancy I know, one. I know, so but, anyways, but, that's but, my two cents. <laughs> but it's really like I had one. I bought one for, I don't know, maybe it was $50, $60 or something. And I was not, it came and I, I worked with it. And I felt like I felt like my Mac has a better microphone uh, than, than this mic, you know? So I just Yikes. packed it up again and I sent it back. Okay, so now then I really searched. I mean, I searched already, but uh, I was a little bit let myself go move away a little bit from brands and as well put myself into reviews um, to check on reviews. And, uh, uh, you know, they spoke to me, you know, uh, I don't know. But then I found a brand called Rode. I'm sure you can you say Rode, R-O-D-E. Yes, yep. yes. And, and I checked them out. I checked every single one of them. And suddenly, here we come to the pictures, okay? I didn't even yet read the text. I've seen the first picture, and it was a lady sitting in a, a bit darker room and has the microphone in front of her with this little nice uh, logo with her headphones on and in front of her the screen and doing a podcast. And it was so, um, the picture was so, the lights were so, uh, attract, attract, uh, really attracting me to say, okay, you can sit there as well like this, you know, you can have the phone nicely uh, having there and it's like, a, it's a little, you know, it's, it's a little treat, you know, so I just, I bought it, I clicked on it and I bought it and this is, this is actually the trigger what caused it. It's, it's, it's a simple picture which they have made very warm and very attractive because you can think about yourself sitting there at your home uh, and, and doing a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing is, uh, I think I think we described it even earlier of the the kind of the sequences of events that that kind of draw you into specifically for Amazon. You get captured by the well, what's going to stand out right in the listing. There's hundreds of different uh, listings. If you're in a search term, how are you going to stand out there? That's the first goal and objective to come overcome. Exactly. Second would be when people start to dig into the details and how are you going to stand out above that? How is it going to solve my problem? And there's even ways to optimize what comes first, what comes forth, what comes fifth. And we talked about that with Amy. We saw my uh, podcast with her most recently. Uh, so if you're, you're curious about that, go ahead and check that one out. But um, even, even, even like you said, the brand feel, I think that's the, the look and feel that people underestimate when you get it in an Amazon box or you get it sent to your home and then you open it, you touch it, you feel it, it's packaged a certain exactly. way. That's the, that's the unseen lift that you get as a company so that when you do refer, in this case, you were, you were talking about imagery. Uh, if I were to someone to ask me, Hey, I'm looking for a specific microphone or I'm looking for specific, you know, felt board to soften my, room or something like that, I can say, listen, I like how this was presented to me. It made me feel good coming out of a box because it put my problem at the forefront and they delivered on every single uh, line item. So at the end of the day, you want that carryover to come in terms of brand feeling overall. It starts in the imagery, trans it goes into listing optimization, and then the look and the feel of everything at the end of the day, tangibleness exactly. of it all. So. That being said, you, you know, you said this is an underserved community. I know we've had, uh, and we have friends like Yana of YLT translations. Exactly, we yes. have other people in this translation space that are just seeing crazy growth. What is, what is the one thing that people are seeing that are issues right now that you're seeing consistently that are just 
you know, no one's doing right now, um, but you guys are providing that solution. Is it just optimization of listings or well, what's that one major thing that you're seeing the most? No, what we are doing, really, we, we do the whole picture. We, we look at the whole picture. Um, we, we're not just saying listing optimization or translation. Like, like I explained already, we really look at the complete picture. We have to have an image of everything. We cannot, we cannot just say, okay, with your listing, you're going to go to the moon. No, it's not possible. Yeah, just uh, pay the fees and that's it. No, because we have to look at it. We have to check. We have, before, we have to have a call and, and ask about the brand, about the customer avatar. There's so many things before we actually can go into the real listing optimization, we have to clarify because uh, as you know, even though you have keywords on your listing, you, 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 you might not get sales as well. So we're going to look at the whole picture. We're an agency. Uh, we're doing this since 10 years and we have the staff and the capabilities in order to look at the complete picture. Um, normally we do a, a full checkup on the listing and we write out the points, what can be done. And then even we decide if we can do something for this client or not. Because like I said, it, it, it don't stop at the listing. We really have to go really deep. And this is, uh, this is something we're passionate about. And this is something, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it goes hand in hand with, with all of these things. And I, and I wanted to give a last point as well for that. Um, it's actually the reviews. When you look in the European Union at the reviews, you have seven different countries. You have seven different cultures, seven different character characteristics uh, writing these reviews. If you do not get any value out of these reviews, how else can you do it? So we look as well at the reviews. We built them into the listing. We built them into the A plus content so we can even connect better uh, with the customers. So at the end, at the end of the day, uh, or at the end of sorry, at the end of the few months after after the launch, we um, that all listings what you have in the European Union needs to be different. Obviously, the text cannot be different. Like I mean, it's the same product, but like the A plus content, the writing into the in the play A plus content needs to have different uh, subjects. Needs to have different trigger points. Everything needs to be adapted to this market. This is uh, really one of the um, last points that I, that I always uh, emphasize. I mean, most of the people know it. Most of the people know that you can search into the reviews by words. You can filter out. You can see what works, what is negative, what is positive. And out of this, you can see as well the products, how to, what to do with them or what to sell, what not to sell. But like I said, it's, it's, it's a complete picture. I love that. And obviously it's a puzzle that's constantly changing. So you have to always be on top of it, reevaluating, reassessing, see what's important exactly. to people and then don't, emphasizing that. Don't have a set it and forget it strategy. That's what I'm always saying. You make this, uh, uh, this investment one time. You need to do it, the investment again. It's like, it's, like you, it's like a PPC campaign. It's exactly the same, you know? You cannot just put the PPC on and that's it, you know? No, you have to get in, you have to tweak, you have to change, you have to throw that keyword out, you have to put that keyword in. It's, it's exactly the same, it's everything the same, but why, this is something what I don't understand that people sometimes think like, okay, I've translated one time, we just leave it there, yeah? Maybe tomorrow, uh, you know, keyword change, 100% change. 
uh, right. things change in the market, you know, everything can change overnight. So don't have a set it and forget it strategy. Is there a rule of thumb of how often you want to reassess a listing? Do you have, do you have it as a playbook or is there a rule that you and your team go by? I would, I would, I would say like every three months to look at the listing, to look at the competitors and to do an assessment out of this and then uh, uh, really uh, see what needs to be changed or if something needs to be changed. Okay. That, let's get to know. That's a great tip for everyone or, and listener out there. Every three months, make sure you're reassessing all of your, again, we've had many people go over listing optimizations, but even not just what the product is telling you, uh, if you're yes. selling internationally, it's very important to constantly refresh. Even if no changes are made, it's always good to make sure that you're aware it, that there's nothing offensive or you just need to emphasize something else, just reevaluating your listings over time um, as things evolve and change and grow. So with that being said, Omar, uh, with your, you and your team, I know uh, Emil's watching and I just want to give a quick shout out to her, uh, <laughs> or Emily, excuse me, not Emil, uh, Emily, uh, she, she shouted out a couple different times too. So uh, she was even okay. saying I read the negative review first all the time when she looks at different products to watch. Yes. How can people get in touch with um, yourself or the team over at Margin Business? Okay, I'm usually, uh, you can reach us through marginbusiness.com. So it's like the margin and the business, marginbusiness.com. And as well, just simple send an email directly to me, omar at marginbusiness.com or emily at marginbusiness.com. So, right. yeah. You guys are constantly online, so it's easy to get in touch with you. We so are. If you're not <laughs> following you guys on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn or even Instagram, I know that's the best ways to get in touch with you as always. So, listener, if you are listening to or when you are listening to this and you have questions, about localized listings and settings for different marketplaces. Obviously, check out Omar and his team over at marginbusiness.com. Omar, thanks so much for hopping on today. Uh, we're going to see you Thank eventually. You I'm so assuming much, soon. Ryan, yeah, tra tra travel traveling hasn't happened yet for either of us, but I know soon enough that that will happen, and we'll, we'll get to get together here um, soon enough. But then, uh, until then, obviously, be safe and uh, friend of the show as always. Thanks so much for hopping on. You too. Thank you so much for your time, Ryan. Speak to you later. Awesome. No problem. Thank you, Omar. Again, everyone, thank you for hopping on Crossover Commerce today. Again, a little bit different uh, setup. If you are familiar with the show, if you're familiar with the setting, you know that uh, I switched to the background. It's, it's kind of the evolution, right? If you're stuck at home and you want to kind of change things up, it's always best to kind of uh, move things around, keep things fresh, interesting, and obviously visually appealing. So that's what I'll continue to work on for you, the watcher and listener as well, just so we can emphasize and bring uh, a little bit uh, more intimate feeling as well. That's what I'm looking for uh, for this show. And again, if you're new to Crossover Commerce, this is your first episode. This is episode 129 of Crossover Commerce. If you have questions or want to refer back to prior episodes, including with Omar, you can go ahead and check that out in the links in the show notes as well. You can listen to those on all your favorite podcast destinations on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. You can even listen on Amazon Music. Just search for Crossover Commerce with Ryan Kramer and you'll find us. So um, thank you for being again available today. I know lots of people are listening or watching for Prosper Show. If you're there at the show, again, uh, that's the show we've been highlighting kind of this week leading up to the show on the 13th, 15th of July. If you are there and you're listening to this, go ahead and be safe out there. I know it's going to be a hot one, but if you are uh, listening to us at a different time, thanks for 
listening to us and if you have questions about localized translations or listings or even just going into the brand aspect of it, let us know what you think. Go ahead and put it in the comments section of our notes or share this with a friend who ha might have questions about localized translations and listings or even uh, branding in that capacity as well. And then make sure you like and share this episode today. But that being said, this is Crossover Commerce. Catch us next time in my corner of the internet. Take care, everyone.